Good to see everybody. Everybody doing all right? Golly, man, good packing the house out today, man. This is wild. We, had, we did put a couple of uh, extra uh, chairs in the back and that kind of thing. Actually, two more rows. So uh, if you can't find, if anybody else comes in, we may have to do some scooching. So if you see me say scooch, man, if you scooch, but uh, otherwise uh, there should be appropriate distance between everyone right now, but uh, actually not a lot of empty seats, but front rows open if anybody uh, dares to come up and get spit on. So you're, <laughs> just be ready, bro. I'm just telling you, but, uh, but good to see everybody. I think I got a chance to meet everybody. Got a lot of new faces today. My name is Casey, one of the pastors serving alongside you guys. It is a pleasure and an honor to, uh, to be uh, doing this, uh, Pete. Uh, Keith, uh, Daniel, guys, thank you very much. Michaela, what pipes you got? Kyle, Will, um, all you guys, thank you very much. I just love coming in. I, I, I say this every once in a while, uh, probably more uh, often uh, recently, especially God's just laid on me that we have some of the best worship leaders in the country. I firmly believe that, man. Like it is ridiculous how, because you know, Pete, Pete and I both were all, sometimes we just come in, we get distracted, got stuff going on in the morning. And there's something about coming in and worshiping together with all you people, man, that just Woo! Just gets you kind of ready to to worship, man. And uh, if you don't know me, I'm a little bit of a prankster, a little bit of a jokester, a little bit of a um, uh, I don't know. Just like I like having. I don't do a lot of practical jokes necessarily, but I'm always kind of joking around, especially like kids and youth and and that kind of thing. When I was in college, I did a lot of uh, like wild stuff when we were like, and I think it's kind of like like sort of permeated over into the church just a little bit. Um, when I was in college, we I lived in a dorm and everything like that. Uh, it was, I, I grew up in Georgia, went to a small, very conservative school in uh, Georgia. And we, I won't say the name or anything like that because they're probably still looking for me. Um, we used to do some wild stuff. Like we would have, we would take fake jokes and stuff like that. And I would get joked on and, and that kind of thing. But we would do some wild stuff. We would fill uh, a, a Paper bags full of whipped cream. Some of you guys know where I'm coming, but you're about to know where I'm going. And we'd slip it under somebody's door. We'd knock on the door. When they came up, you go, boom, right? And it's like this whipped cream would, or shaving cream would come all over them. Right? We'd be like, Dude, man, whatever. There's nothing terrible or anything like that. Uh, we would put 55-gallon um, drums uh, of uh, like the old big trash bags and everything like that. Fill them with water. Now, now the dorms that I went to like these dorms were like cinder blocks with a microwave it's like a prison cell with a tv right so it's not like damaged a whole lot of stuff no carpet no anything like that so we would put that it probably did some damage downstairs we would, we would lean this 55 gallon drum up against the guy's door right and so knock on the door wait he'd open the door boom right she's like oh no no crazy stuff like like that, of course, you know, back, back in that day, this, oh, by the way, this is before I knew Jesus. I'm just saying. Okay, okay. I'm not, rec- this is not for safe people to do these kinds of things. But we did this one thing to this one guy, right? You ever, heard, you ever pennied somebody's door? Some of you guys don't know what that is. But you're going to find out very soon because you're going to try it at home. I got a feeling Max, Max and Miles are going to do this to each other's room. But here, here's what you do. You go and, you, and somebody's door's closed, right? And you press really hard as you can and you shove pennies in the door jam between the door jam and the door and you let the door go and they can't get out dude it freaks people out and there's one guy man he was screaming i mean he was like a high pitch screaming like dude there's something wrong you know like it was wild stuff right and so what like i don't know why i flunked out of college the first 
time I went through it. I, I actually really did. It was bad too. I think I got, I think I got on. I, I did okay until I hit physics, but I hit like I got like a 13 on my physics exam, my first physics exam. I doubled it the next day, and I went to the professor. I said, "Is there anything I need to do?" He says, "Sir, I don't think you're really physics material." So I, I just kind of dropped out of school. Like, man, this is crazy because I was doing doing some stuff. But this one night. We, me and some buddies, we snuck into the, um, I, I, there's, a, there's an activity center, and, and it had a pool and everything like that. So we went, like, off the high dives and stuff like that, and we were just, like, it was crazy, right? We did all these kind of stuff, and did all these, like, we shouldn't have been there, and I get it, you know, again, it was before Jesus. And then I heard something that made my, my heart drop. This is the police. Come out with your hands up. And I'm like, oh, crap, my dad is going to kill me, right? My mom, man, they're going to cut me off. It's like, oh, no, this is like, they're going to kick me out of school, which I wound up not being there for a very long anyway. They're going to do this, they're going to do that. And it wound up being one of my, my buddies, who I swear was as good as projecting his voice as that dude that used to be on that, that, that cop movie, whatever that was, that guy that could make all the kind of noises and stuff like that. Remember Police Academy? Yeah, man. Like, that dude could do this, man. And when I found out it was him, I was this, 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 like, balance between wanting to kill him and wanting to hug him, right? And wanting to come, like, you know what I'm saying? So, but, man, I never went, like, never broke in any other place again. But, man, the relief that I felt that, it, what, that I wasn't going to go to jail that night was awesome, right? Like, it was, like, I was saved, right? I was like, oh, thank you, man. I'm glad it's you, bro, because I was panicking. I might have peed in the pool a little bit. I mean, I just, like, it's, I'm telling you, man, like, I was, I was panicked, right? Like, I, I get it. Like, I still do some stuff with the kids in, in downstairs and things like that. I still kind of joke with them a lot, and I even joke with some of them, like, hey, 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 this is church. You guys know the rules. No laughing, no smiling, no fun, and you know what kids do? They laugh and they smile. They have fun even more when you tell them that because they're kids and I love that. Like I don't get the whole structure about church and they don't get all this kind of stuff. And here's what, what reminds me a lot of that. Like when Jesus says we've got to be more like children, children understand that it has nothing to do with rules and regulation, how you're supposed to act and all that kind of stuff. We're here to celebrate the presence of God. Amen. Right? I mean, I get that. So, and he comes and he saves us in a much better way than I got out of, like, thinking I was going to be in trouble. And this guy comes by and I was like, oh, man, whoo, thank you, thank you, thank you. In this, like, in a much deeper, more, more aggressive way. Like, God comes in, in the form of a man and saves us, you and me. A couple of weeks ago, we talked about the fact that God is the one and only true God, the one we serve and love, the the God of the Old and New Testament that we have the honor to and privilege to to read from. What happened? Oh, you guys like our new sign? I heard someone. Yeah, Pete, put that sign up, man. Believe. I thought somebody's looking at the sign. One of the letters went this morning. We come in. Well, that looks awesome. We're looking at it, and the V goes dink. <laughs> really? Yeah. So we got that. We got this awesome. But uh, I thought I thought you were looking at the sign, going, "Oh no." I got so sorry. Where was I? I'm kidding. Um, so, but something about, like, like, when Jesus comes on the scene, man, I love it that he comes on the scene and all the guys that were, that were filled with all the, 
like the, the, the rules and the regulations and the, the, the stuff you got to do. And they would get on to people for not eating the right thing and, and not, not, not like, like washing their hands in the right way and, and not wearing the right stuff and, 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 and really doing all these kind of things. And Jesus comes on the scene and says, guys, 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 time out. I'm not saying all that stuff's bad. I'm not saying the law and the prophets are, are terrible, but I am the fulfillment of all that stuff. And it truly like gave the people that he came in front of a great and amazing eternal relief. Ah, oh, it's not about the shackles. Ah, oh, it's not about it's like when the kids it's like, it's like that's what I love about the kids that that know that I'm joking. Like, hey, because because some of us have been brought up in a situation in a, in a church world where it is about the rules and it is about what you wear and it is about how you act and it is about not having fun because this is serious business amen and here comes jesus and said man enough of this stuff guys you got to be like he was so tender i imagine jesus people followed jesus the guys that were nothing like him wanted to be with him so desperately and i imagine it wasn't because he was a a stick in the mud like i imagine jesus kind of joking around i I know I'm weird, okay? And don't think I'm a heretic for this, but I imagine 12 dudes plus Jesus who are all hanging around, they're probably not just sitting there going, okay, um, um, let's look at the King James Version of the Bible, and that, you know, let's look at this and let's look at the orientation. Sometimes, I'm not saying all the time, but I bet you sometimes they were having pull my finger contests. Because you know dudes sit around doing stuff like that, right? You know, they're probably having some, some kind of a dude kind of talking and stuff like that. Like it, was, it was like, man, you stink, man, you this, man, you that, that kind of thing. They're brothers, amen. Now, some people think that, that's just heretical. No, Jesus was a guy. Who, and now he's God, fully God, who comes in the form of a man who didn't become a stick in the mud, who actually hung with guys and walked with guys and taught guys and those guys followed him ultimately until the end of his ministry and beyond, amen. Like he came and he fulfilled all these prophecies. I don't know if you guys had all these, um, like if you're part of the believe groups this week. How many of you are part of a believe group? Here's what I want you to do. If you're not in one, get in one. I'm part of two of them right now. We had a ton of questions that we got to answer this past week, man, about who God is and all the different things. Because a couple of weeks ago, we even talked about who God is. But last week, we, we even looked at that, the fact that God is good. Somebody wrote down that I need to slow down in this part. So God is, is good. By the way, if you have your app up, you could take notes in your app. You can send those notes to yourself on an, on an email. It's pretty cool, actually. So... God is good. We learned that. The fact that God has a, a plan and God cares for us. He cares for us. We talked about last week the fact that you are not an orphan. None of us, if we know the Lord. We are like welcomed into the family of believers. God knows your past and he loves you. Anyway, we talked about that last week. God knows your present circumstances and is, is with you. And also, God knows your future and wants, to, wants you to step into what he has planned for you. Some of us, guys, have not even taken the first step 
of salvation. If you have not done that, I want you to listen very carefully today. Next week, we're going to talk about the validity of the Bible. And I want you to be thinking about who can I, who can I bring with me? You realize that, that, that most people in our country, in our culture, are saved, like, like not by the church, but saved by God through the church. And so most people are. So don't be afraid, ultimately, to, to invite somebody. I was listening to a, I got corrected on who it is. It's, uh, you guys know the, the uh, uh, it's a magician group called Penn and Teller. Uh, it's Penn Gillette is the, is the guy. He's, a, he's an atheist. I remember seeing a video of this, this guy talking about Christian, a Christian guy that had come up to him. And he says, no, I, didn't, I didn't, you know, didn't become a Christian or anything like that, but this was a really, really, really good guy. But you know, he said something very powerful that I'll never forget. He said, if you're a Christian and you honestly believe that if you don't believe in Jesus, that you're going to go to a very horrible place called hell, how much do you have to hate somebody not to tell them about Jesus if you firmly believe what I'm talking about? We're going to talk about salvation. Amen? I mean, an atheist is preaching to him. I'm going, dude, this is crazy. Wow, that's amazing. Like, that's, a, that's so heavy right the problem is that we are not born in a relationship with god we are born outside of god's presence outside of god's salvation outside of a relationship with him with him we're born in a in a fallen fallen state and and man like these questions that i had this week in every like i'm, I'm involved in a couple of believe groups and we've got you know, discipleship groups going on too and that kind of thing. Man, we had just had a lot of questions this week about the, the, who God is and the validity of Scripture. And, and I love questions. Guys, you are open to a- asking questions in this church. I want you to understand that. If you have doubts, if you have concerns, if you have, man, I don't understand this, you have absolute free freedom to answer questions. Also understand that God, since He's a God worth worshiping, We'll never fully understand everything in the scriptures. It's a lifelong pursuit. Can I get an amen on that? That we will constantly be, be trying to find out. Like, here's, here's what, like, we had some very deep questions, and, and we had some thoughts and some, some, some like, like great, great communication and conversation about it. But you know what? One of the things that, that blows my mind is that we're trying to explain an inexplicable, so amazing God. Like, we, like we're trying to say, well, I think, or I do this, and I get it, but ultimately all those explanations are going to pale in comparison to when we actually see him face to face. That's going to be awesome. It's going to be great. A lot of our questions are going to be answered, but until then, we've got to trust that we're never going to know everything about him, and that's okay, right? But there are some things that we can't explain. And so this is what my explanation of both the, both the belief groups was this week. Here's what I know. I do know that the Old Testament, the, 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 what Moses wrote in the law and the, what the prophets wrote and all of the Old Testament, they, they, like hundreds of years prior to Jesus ever coming, they predicted that the anointed one, the, the coming Messiah, the, the Meshiach that we were talking, uh, they, were, they, were, they were saying, projecting coming from the Old Testament, hundreds of years prior to this 
Jesus ever coming, there were things that were written about him. Things like he's going to be born in Bethlehem. Things like he's going to have his hands and feet pierced. Things like he's going to be betrayed for 30 pieces of silver. He's going to ride into Jerusalem on a donkey. He's going to be buried in a rich man's tomb. He's going to be counted among thieves. And he's going to rise from the dead. 300 plus of these different predictions that, that, that a whole lot of different people wrote, right? And he fulfilled every single one of them. Guys, you can't orchestrate where you're going to be born. You can't orchestrate how many pieces of silver or the fact that somebody's going to nail into your hands and your feet. You can't orchestrate that you're going to rise from the dead unless you are God who controls history. And I said, all I know is that Jesus, who has all the credentials to be called himself God, said, even said he was God. And how many people do that throughout history? Lots of people say they're God, right? Lots of people say, hey man, guys, I'm God. Come drink the Kool-Aid, right? It happens all the time. But here comes Jesus, who had been written about hundreds of years prior to him ever coming, comes and says, I'm God. I'm going to show you by rising from the dead. And he does it. That's gangsta. Amen. Like you think about this. This is, this is proof beyond any reasonable doubt. And when he says the Bible, the word of God is legit and real, I'm going to tend to believe that guy over somebody who went to school for a long time trying to tell me he's not. When people start living a perfect life, when people start fulfilling prophecies, when people start rising from the dead, I might take a gander and listen. But Jesus is the only one to ever have done that in all of history. Amen. And so when he says things like, I'm the only way, when he says things like, hey, man, um, um, like, like, trust in me, I'm the only, like, me and the Father are one, and I'm God, and I'm the only way to him, I'm going to tend to trust that guy over somebody that tells me he's, he's not. Amen? And so at some point, we've got to say, okay, beyond reasonable doubt, beyond any reasonable like, concerns that I have, I've got to have some faith. Because me, it takes a lot more faith not to believe in Jesus after what he did right? I mean, that's faith. Knowing that he rose from the dead, knowing that it's an historic historic fact, knowing that all these people were willing to not just follow him after he rose from the dead, but actually die for what they they believed in. You think somebody's going to die because some new teacher comes in and he's great and clever? Or he starts some new religion or something like that? Man, no, no. This is God who came and rose and said, I'm the only way, and the Holy Spirit's going to guide you and comfort you along the way when my physical sonship and presence is, is, is not here. Like, it just blows my mind. I don't have all the answers, though. But at some point, I don't need to have all the answers. I, I just trust that God who rose from the dead for me and you says it's all right. Says you can trust it. And so we'll talk a little bit more about the actual validity of the Bible next week, but it's, it's incredible. But, man, when Jesus was starting his ministry and he was picking his guys, when John, in John 1, 44 through 46, one of the guys he picks was named Philip. And Philip was, now, was from Bethsaida. Is that how you say it? Bethsaida? That'll work for me. The hometown of Andrew and Peter. Philip found Nathaniel, another one that came to be a disciple of Jesus. This is how he did it. And told him, we found the one Moses wrote about in the law, and so, and so did the prophets. Jesus, the son of Joseph from, from Nazareth. 
I love this question. Can anything good come out of Nazareth? Nathaniel asked him. Come and see. Philip answered. Man, when we started here five plus years ago, going through tests before we ever had a church, before we ever started service, before we ever, we went from door to door and just tried to get to everybody in town and talk to everybody, at least try to knock on every door if they're home. And one of the things, and we even talked about it on, on Wednesday night, one of the things that we heard over and over about Edgerton, well, don't expect too much. Well, don't do, the, like, don't, you know, it's, we're a small town. I heard somebody even say, we're the armpit of Johnson County. You know, we're a small town, we're a poor town. We're not really enthusiastic about church and stuff like that. Don't expect too much, preacher. I know, I know that you got dreams, and I know, I know God's laid something crazy on you. I know, but, but don't. I, over and over and over and over we heard this this is the stuff they would say about nazareth because there's something crazy come like happening here in edgerton amen we're about to have i think our 111th baptism this afternoon who did that did i hear some nice man very nice this afternoon ridiculous right don't expect too much uh you guys have packed the house don't expect too much I, here's, what, here's what God has given me a vision of. I'm fully expecting historians to read about us out of Edgerton. When this great awakening happens and they go, man, where did this start? Let me, where is this Edgerton we're hearing about, right? And I know that sounds cocky and I know it sounds weird. I know it's a, but you know what? Edgerton is special. Think about this. We are located right here in a rural area, which is what everybody, oh, it's a small town, whatever. But you realize that we have Baker University, where my Baker peeps at, right? Come on, right? right? We got KU, who's my KU peeps, man? <laughs> oh, we got one, okay. You're like, I love the Jayhawks. Um, Ottawa? Ottawa? Alumni, yeah, right on, right? Joe's, Joe's uh, yeah. So we got, so we got, so we're right in the middle of this academic, academia college area, right? In a rural town, And we're 34 minutes from downtown Kansas City. So from here, there's academia, there's country, and there's cosmopolitan. That's a rarity. You know how special that is? And we are in the middle of the most influential country in the history of the world. Something can happen out of Edgerton, and it is happening. And that's what they talked about last. Like Nazareth was a small town. Nazareth was a, was a like, I think they had like two-on-two football in Nazareth. You, some of you guys, they didn't have football back then, man. What you talking about? I know. But here's what Jesus said about himself. <laughs> some people are like, did they really? No. Oh, I bet they had leather helmets. Um, John 14, 6. Jesus says, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. That is not, guys, intolerant. That is something where God says, I'm going to simplify it for you, my brothers and sisters. It's okay. I know there's a lot of choices, and I know there's a lot of things you can believe, and I know there's a lot of people clamoring for your your soul, but I'm going to make it simple for you. I'm going to simplify things when I come. I'm going to make things right. I'm going to fulfill everything you've been reading about. And I'm going to show you who I am. And you will have absolutely clear-cut understanding that Jesus is the one and only way. 
to heaven. John 3 is one of the most popular, most really, frankly, in a lot of ways, misunderstood uh, chapters in the Bible. And because John 3.16 is in it. You guys, you guys ever watch football? Oh, man, I don't really want to talk about football right now, do we? People are like, why you got to bring that up, man? Okay, so imagine the Chiefs were in the Super Bowl, which they should be, right? And the Saints, woo! And the Saints got jacked, man. <laughs> wow. But imagine the Chiefs and the Saints are in the Super Bowl, right? And uh, Butker is kicking a field goal. What poster is almost always in the end zone? John 3.16, exactly right. It's the most popular message. It's the most popular verse. I want to read it to you in context because it really is, in a lot of ways, misunderstood and misapplied in a lot of ways. Yes, it's true. Yes, it's absolutely true. But listen to this. There was a man named uh, from the Pharisees who was one of the parts of the ruling council named Nicodemus. Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. Uh, he was a ruler of the Jews. So he's not only one of the Pharisees, part of the Sanhedrin as well. This man came to him at night. Now, these guys were kind of worried about this Jesus. They're like, man, we got to get rid of this guy. We got to get him out. You know, people are starting to follow him, not us, that kind of thing. So Nicodemus is starting to have these thoughts like, I wonder if this is the Messiah we've been talking about, right? So he comes to him at night so his homies don't, like, get on to him or beat him up or anything, whatever they're going to do. Rabbi, we know that you have come from God as a teacher, for no one can perform these signs you do unless God were with them. Jesus replied, I assure you, unless someone is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Now, what he said, he said, someone is, unless someone is born, what? Again. This word again is a word called anothen. Everybody say anothen. No, no, I'm sorry. It's anothen. Everybody say anothen. I got my wrong like, thing in the thing. I was trying to pronounce it and I messed, messed it up. Anathen. Everybody say Anathen again. Why are y'all laughing at me? It's because you're my brothers and sisters. Man, he's so stupid. I love you guys. I love this church, man. Anathen. Say it again. Anathen, you Greek freaks. I love it. Anathen has three definitions. The first definition is from above. That's amazing. Read that again with from above. And it does say, it has another definition, I guess, but, but from above, from the beginning, from the very first, or again. So there are three definitions, three ways it's used in, in Scripture. This word, anathen, Jesus says, I assure you, unless someone is born anathen, from above, Nicodemus heard again. He cannot see the kingdom of God. But how can anyone be born when he is old? Nicodemus asked him. Can he enter his mother's womb a, a second time and be born? Jesus answered, I assure you, unless someone is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. Whatever is born of the flesh is flesh, and whatever is born of the Spirit is spirit. Do not be amazed that I told you you must be born from above. The wind blows where it pleases and you hear its sound, but you don't know where it comes or where it's going. So it is with everyone born of the Spirit. How can these things be? Fair question. Fair question. 
I love Nicodemus. Nicodemus, honestly, man, I understand that he came to know Jesus later. Don't know that all for sure, but I know he was definitely not one of those guys that tried to, man, I love this. He's actually, he's actually trying to, he's not trying to trip Jesus up. He's trying to find out. There's some stirring in him, right? Are you a teacher of Israel and you don't know these things, Jesus replied? I assure you, we speak what we know and we testify what we've seen, but you do not accept our testimony. If I have told you about things that have happened on, that happen on earth and you don't believe, how will you believe if I tell you about things of heaven? No one has ascended into heaven except the one who descended from heaven. That's Jesus, the Son of Man. Just as Moses lifted up the snake in the wilderness, so the Son of Man must be lifted up so that everyone who believes in him will have eternal life. That's John 15. John 3, 16. For God so loved the world in this way, he gave his one and only son, so that everyone who believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. That's what shows up in the end zone. You know what doesn't show up in the end zone? The next couple of verses. For God did not send his son into the world that he might condemn the world, but that the world might be saved through him. Anyone who believes in him is not condemned. But anyone who does not believe is already condemned because he has not believed in the name of the one and only son of God. We are born, my brothers and sisters, in a path of destruction. Because of our own sin, because of our fallenness. Because, that's why we need a Savior, amen? That's why. We're down this path. Jesus didn't come to send people to hell. He came people to save people from it. And he's the only one in all of history to be able to prove himself as the right and only way. It's a path we're already on. People are like, why does God send people? He doesn't. This is where we're going. Unless we have Jesus. This is then the judgment, verse 19. The light has come into the world and the people love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. For everyone who practices wicked things hates the light and avoids it so that his deeds may not be exposed. But anyone who lives by the truth comes to the light so his works may be shown to be accomplished by God. Go down to verse 31. The one who comes from above, anything, is above all. The one who is from the earth is, is earthly and speaks in earthly terms. The one who comes from heaven is above all. He testifies talking about himself here right to what he has seen and heard yet no one accepts his testimony the one who has accepted his testimony has affirmed that god is true for god sent him and he speaks god's words since he gives a spirit without measure the father loves the son and has given all things into his hands the one who believes in the son has eternal life but the one who refuses to believe in the Son will not see life. Instead, the 
the wrath of God remains on him. Wow. And everybody said, amen. As Jesus is the only way. I, it is beyond any kind of reasonable doubt we can have that Jesus is the only way. We'll talk about some of the validity next week and that kind of thing. But here's one thing. I hear people say all the time, there ain't nothing you can do to be saved. Jesus has already done it. Yes and no before you guys freak out. Ooh, 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 you just been just just undid everything you talked about at the beginning of the message. No. There is one thing you can do if you haven't. That is accept this free gift of salvation if you haven't. That you can, you can actually say, you know what? I don't understand all this, but I don't understand gravity either, but I trust it's real. I don't understand all this, but I, but I understand there are some things that I can't explain. And that Jesus who rose from the dead and people were willing to follow him to their own deaths because of it, I can't explain that unless he's actually... God who came. Do I fully understand everything? I will never pretend to tell you that, but I will promise you, you can ask any question you want. You will have an answer to the best of anyone's ability, but just trust us, trust God that we may not know everything until we see Him face to face together. Wouldn't it be great for all of us, everybody we know, everybody we love to be to be saved and us to find out together. Man, that's what I'm talking. Woo, right? And, and yet, man, Jesus says that road's narrow. Guys, listen. If you don't know Jesus, I will be in the back. Grab me. Hey, if I'm talking to somebody and you need to come to tell me, hey, me, grab me. I'm going to be right back there waiting on somebody. If you don't know Jesus, tell me. And we'll figure this out because if you believe that he rose from the dead in your heart and you confess with your mouth, you are saved. Amen. We're going to have a baptism this afternoon. The water is actually warm this week. Some people are like, I would, but it's cold. Not today. Dude, we'll, we'll, we'll baptize you right now. We got some extra shorts. And we even got extra underwear, could you not? And towels. To make this happen. Let me pray for us, guys, and we'll, we'll get rolling. Father, we love you. We're amazed what you did. The very fact that you fulfilled everything that had been written about you. All the predictions, all the things that you said. And then rose from the dead. God, God you, you came in the form of a man. You said everything's legit. You proved yourself to be real. And you said you're the only way. May those of us, Lord, that resist this, for whatever reason, may we come to the conclusion, Lord, that this is just legit and real. And beyond any reasonable doubt, God, that we may have, we need to step into your forgiveness, your salvation that only you can offer. We love you, Father. We love you, Jesus. And we thank you for that. 
Father, those of us that don't know you yet, may they take that risk and take that offer. And for those of us that do know you, God, may we step into you more deeply and grow into you more and and pursue you in a whole new way. We ask these things, Father, in your son's precious and saving name. Everybody in the house says, amen. I'll be back there, guys.